So, here you go, Lucky. Three. Well, welcome, everyone. I'd like to thank you to another edition of AI. And I'll give it a little bit more energy, but I'd like to thank today Brian Cheney, who's here with us with ProLink Leads. And we want to bring the energy and also bring an understanding, a different area of AI. You know, we've talked about NLP, GPT-3, uh, stable diffusion, generative AIs, and machine language. Now, today we're going to bring a different perspective, a different perspective that only can be brought to us by Brian and his experience in his area of, of marketing. And so today we're going to go, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> Asif, what do you got for us, Asif? <laughs> I love it, man, because, you know, Lucky brings that energy to the max. I love it. We talked so much about AI machine learning and, and purpose of this podcast, purpose of us getting together on Wednesday night is to bring some light into the audience's ear about, well, how do you bring lights to somebody's ear? I guess you do. It's to introduce a, a new concept, new ideas, new industry, new use cases, anything new we can bring, right? We want to add value to the time people will spend listening to this podcast. And I, 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 I've been following Brian for, for a while now, and I'm looking at Brian's uh, activities in LinkedIn, and I'm seeing his presence, which is very strong in LinkedIn. Um, so I want to bring Brian in and hear, his, um, uh, hear about his industry, which is very exciting. Um, so without further ado, Brian, how are you? And thank you so much, by the way, for joining us on a Wednesday, uh, middle of the week. Welcome. Thank you. Aye, 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 aye. Is that yeah. good? Okay, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Is that is that racist? Am I gonna get in trouble for that? No. I don't know no, if I'm no, culturally no, no, no. appropriating something. No. Well, I, you know, I, I, every I, language I, has I, 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 Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, I, that was the that was the white man's. I I I I I. Um. So, no, I appreciate you guys. <laughs> I appreciate you guys letting me on and and talking. I love talking about marketing. Uh, I love AI and just the the doors that have been opened up because of it, and it, it's something that I, I'm sure we can talk about this some. Uh, the the you know I, six months ago people weren't talking about it like they are now, and now everybody's talking about it. But there's still this understanding slash fear. You know, is it going to take my job? Is it going to you know, make pizza for me. Like people, just, they don't know what, what, what's going on, but there is this uh, awareness that there hasn't been in, in, you know, ever. Right. So I'm, I'm yeah. excited to talk marketing and just how we use it and how, how the normal person can use it and um, just have a discussion about that. Yeah. It's interesting how, you know, generative AI has really allowed the layman or users to be able to, interact with AI and then chat GPT and the, the different forms of that have just exploded. Mm -hmm. And now AI is not just a buzzword. It's at your fingertips. Yeah. And, and, and so now, like we said, there's areas that we've covered that just are interesting and, but still from the layman, we still want to know more. And then marketing is something that we all know, or we thought we knew, or we've heard, <laughs> you know, plenty of times, but, I'm lost when it comes to marketing and now AI on top of it. So how, mm -hmm. how does that work or what type of problems do you solve? Or can you just give us more on how that works? Well, I think one thing that's interesting to me kind of take a step back before we talk about that is yeah. the, the idea of, of AI is, is kind of like, I don't know if you know, your, your parents, uh, they're on Facebook and uh, somebody makes a profile with their face and they're like, I got hacked somebody hacked me and they're like, no, you didn't, you didn't get hacked. You didn't get hacked, but it's like hacked is the something happened to my, you know, right. account or whatever. And the same thing's kind of happening with AI where everything's AI, <laughs> it's, you know, the AI, this, the AI, that. And um, so it's just interesting as we, we right. learn as a society, what this stuff is and what it actually can do. And, uh, but I, I think it's just funny. You got all these, I, I haven't searched before. What are the best, AI tools out there and it's coming up with stuff that's like 
it's just not AI. Zapier is AI. What you know, stuff like that. Um, so it, it's I'm, I'm sure you guys run into that a lot where people call things that are AR AI that are not right. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I don't know. I was laughing because uh, you know the, when you put the hack and AI together, I was like, well, you're hacking what? Hacking AI? <laughs> oh, wait, this is good. This is a good comparison because uh, we need this kind of discussion. We need this analysis to bring awareness to the facts of like seventy yeah. percent of .dot AI products in Europe were just not AI at all, right? Exactly. They put that AI in the name somewhere so they can get um, um, uh, fundraising or like a, a startup seed, seed funds, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you, you're, you're right on point when, when you say, you know, some words just gets overused. Hack, right? Uh, hack, yeah. somebody stole $5 from me. Hack, you know? <laughs> mislabel things. And yeah. AI is all about labeling. You have to have precisions in AI in order to perform because those AIs are making decisions. So we want not only people to understand why AI is so important, um, we want people to understand that the AIs are making decisions on your behalf. So when it yeah. does, you want to be able to reverse engineer and look into the black box, that, that hidden layer of AI and understand right. the intricacy behind it. Right. And these intricacies are not really that difficult to find out. Right. You just have to spend some time in it. So even if, even mm -hmm. if you're not a subject matter expert, you should be able to research it for like, say, a couple hours and figure out that, OK, whoever does develop this AI, they all pretty much follow these same guidelines. Right. Yeah. Just the variation will be the data. Right. Um, yeah. So not everybody needs to be an expert, but they just have to have that understanding. So when they communicate, when they communicate what's happening, they're able to communicate um, uh, the right verbiage, the, the right process that are being you know, uh, used, uh, and then communicate their fear, their, their, uh, uh, their comfort with AI, right? Or, mm -hmm. or their insecurities about jobs, right? Um, mm -hmm. Well, I think it's very important that we, we label the correct terminologies, not in life in general, but yeah. specifically when it comes to AI, labeling is very important because that labeling leads into decision-making, which is something that we will see more and more in, in coming days and months. Yeah, and I think too, the, as I kind of talked about some of the, the points I want to bring up, understanding not only you know what, what is and what isn't, but how it works is, is very important. And it it's kind of the, I'm sure you guys have this uh, experience as well, but a couple years ago, maybe five years ago, Googling was a skill, or and it still kind of is, right. um, but it's gotten smarter over time. But I could Google something, and my wife, who I'm very competitive with, would, would Google something, and I would find the thing first, right? Always, every time. Don't ask her <laughs> about that. Um, I would always win. Uh, but it is, you know, you just know how to ask the question, right? Mm -hmm. And AI, you know, especially chat GPT, there is a, a uh, an art to it that is more than just saying, tell me, a, you know, tell me this thing, right? Um, you you got to know how it works, understand why it, it comes up with what it comes up with, and then how to get it to do what you want it to do. That's right. It, it is in my experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you bring up a very valid point. I, I tested, and I've brought it up before, I tested chat GPT responses and I tried to see if it was if it had any type of sentient or it had a conscious you know you're just trying to see how human it is yeah. if it does respond enough to fool you and so I asked it what type what do you like to process more text video or sound and it gave a surprising answer it said it likes to process uh, sound well actually I was I said sound video or text and it said it likes to process sound because it likes to analyze the fluctuations in the code to be able to tie that to human emotion and i hmm. thought wow hmm. and then it gave it reasons why i like the others less than the other and then so i said well wow that was amazing and i saved it and i thought that can't be real so i just switched <laughs> the words i put data where voice was and then it said well i like data more than anything else and it said why yeah. i love data more and so at that point, I was like, oh, I struck yeah. out. <laughs> and you start realizing <laughs> the algorithm. Yeah. You know, you start to see, oh, uh-huh, mm -hmm. that's how it works. Yeah, and that's, that's what's really interesting is you go through 
you know, the, just the different ways you can use these these it as a tool for different applications. You got to you've got to understand that one, it's drawing from you know a collective base of knowledge. Um, also, you you need to give it information. You need to tell it you know what uh, things that are important to you, things that aren't important to you, uh, depending on the application. And it it's really it's still garbage in, garbage out, even though it is doing some deciding for you, right? Right, right. It's just assisting at this point with your decision making, yeah. um, if not augmenting you totally, right? But it is an art still, like as in you're still the artist that's in charge of the last ten percent that will make it total. So even yeah. if you get responses from ChatGPT that will utilize for whatever reasons, let's say marketing promos or emails or, or marketing campaign steps that you're writing down, you as a mm -hmm. subject matter expert, the artist behind uh, all the work, the human behind all the AIs, um, you will have to be able to finish the job, right? So yeah. it's augmenting and it's assisting, it's making your life easier. However you want to label it, at the end of the day, you are still in charge, right? Mm -hmm. um, once it gets to a point where, you know, the lucky brought up the sentient part. Look, at this point, it's not an adult. It's a six-year-old child that just babbles yeah. words, but is very knowledgeable with whatever's babbling, right? Yeah. And it will babble whatever makes you feel comfortable, you know? Um, so so it's, it's a six-year-old child at this point. And I mean that literally uh, ChatGPT, the OpenAI.com or OpenAI as an organization has been around since 2015. So they've been mm -hmm. training their large language models for a while, but it's definitely not 10, 20 years old at this point, right? Yeah. We still yeah. have lots of language models that are actually, you know, as old as those 10, 20 year old uh, large language models, right? Um, we have those, but we are going to have to bring those together and merge it with ChatGPT and have ChatGPT capability grow over time as ChatGPT grows older and older, right? Um, yeah. Every month for an AI is almost like 10 years for a human, but that's mm -hmm. neither here or there. As long as it can perform to the level of where Lucky is comfortable enough to say, well, that is literally a human talking to me, right? Yeah, that's the definition cool. of artificial intelligence. That's the labeling of AI. When a, when a system is able to perform to the point that a human cannot differentiate between a system versus another human interacting, that's when you have an AI. And that's the Alan Turing definition of what an AI is. Mm. And uh, mm. so, so when it comes to that, the, the 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 large language model's ability to perform, I mean, the complexity is insane, right? It, yeah. It's not just giving you a text because you put in text; it's giving you a code because you put in a text, right? Yeah. And its ability to compute that fast, right, is what oh, makes yeah. it unique in 2023. Because prior to prior years, we weren't able to get to a prompt that's able to generate this much content in this short amount of time. That's yes. the key difference in ChatGPT's uh, capabilities versus all the other systems capabilities, right? Yeah, It's able to take your prompt and go through a giant banks of information, right? Repository of information and sift through it and then tells you exactly what it is that you need to hear, right? Yeah. Be it coding, be it writing you a music, be it, uh, writing you a proposal, being writing, uh, I think, mm -hmm. lucky for a letter with it, you know, resignation letter. So yeah. you, you just have all sorts of capabilities, but it's ability to provide that in a fast pace, yeah. you know, to compute that in nanoseconds is what makes ChatGPT unique. And, well, and what happened is huge logistics behind it, but we're not going to get into it. We're just going to keep it to the <laughs> level where we're going to discuss more about yep. marketing. <laughs> well, and, and, one of the things, one of the things that I've been doing, uh, and I put put something like this on uh, LinkedIn, but every night I, I did this one time. So I've got a, a ten year old and a seven year old, and one night, you know, they they love games, and so I was I told I said, hey, I've got uh, uh, two uh, sons, Evan and Kaz, and I want you to tell me a story about them taking on a Mario boss, and of course, da 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 da, da right, and the the I I did that one night and then I then I use a um, a text to speech natural language um uh whatever you call it and it reads the story so I chat GPT writes it the computer reads it and my kids love it they 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 are just like starstruck that they're in this you know world that they you know they love playing in and but to that point you know, you do enough of those and they all sound the same. 
mm-hmm. because you need to say, okay, do this for like, you know, make this more complicated. Tell me more about the battle. And so it, it is just a, a conversation that you're having to build out something that's, that's actually pretty good. But if, if, if I were a writer, I would say it's, you know, 70% of the way there. Um, mm-hmm. But that 70% saved me a buttload of time. Right. Yeah. Um, right. So, but yeah, they, we, we have a lot of fun with it. And, and, and again, like you're saying, it is being creative. I tell it, I want you to create a, a boss that has never been seen before in the Mario world. And it comes up and I'm like, you know, tell, tell this fight in detail. And, and it does, it's just, it's amazing. Create, I, I, it I is, must ask, I must ask, yeah. did you use any yeah. voice impersonation for the audio? Because uh, I think I already have mine selected out for what audio or who the celebrity that will do the voiceover for any audio that I want to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything like that in mind? Like, you know, you want your kids to listen to it while, you know, I don't know, who's going to narrate it? Maybe, I don't know, what celebrity? Shakira or something like that. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. Morgan Freeman is good. I, was go, yeah. I go for Samuel L. Jackson. I, I, oh, there you I go. That, Samuel L. Jackson. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, no, the one I use is a free one, and there, it's it's pretty good. It, it's, but... It, I tell people that it's ridiculous, but they, they love it. They love it. But so as we're talking about relating this to marketing, it, it, you know, the, the big thing that, or one of the big things that you can use it for is content creation. Right. And exactly what you're saying. It, it is, there's this meme that is so good that talks, it's two guys. They're taking a test and one's kind of looking over the other shoulder. Right. And the one taking the test, it says the internet. And the one looking over the shoulder is chat GPT. And, that, <laughs> and that's literally like it is just all this information, billions of web pages have been ingested. And so you've got to be really careful with what it puts out that it's not plagiarized, even though it, I mean, you put it through something and it, it's generally going to, you know, check out. Um, but it is borrowing other uh, uh, knowledge from these other, other sites, right? Mm-hmm. And the, so, sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent there, but um, so I'll, I'll use it for content creation. And I even, even for this, I was like, give me some good use cases for marketing uh, uh, using AI. And, it, you know, it comes up with its list. As a marketer, as a content person, I, I can't take what it gives me and, and just use that. I could, but you know, it was giving stuff on here that like pr- predictive analysis, uh, cluster segmentation, uh, you know, just all the stuff that's like that's probably good. But I know who I'm going to talk to and what we're going to talk about, and so I, you know, maybe that gets me again 70% of the way there. I'll take three of those points. I'll add in my own. Um, but it overall, it's saving me about an hour, right? So. I, I don't know if you, I, I've been talking a lot, so I was giving you ch- a chance to talk there. Go ahead, Lucky. No, no, that's, that's interesting how it, it, it saves time, you know, and, and how, yeah. and how that works. I, I'm still trying to understand more how, how that works. And like, it, it, when you're saying it, 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 do you allow, like, it, do you have a piece of it that like machine language that does a lot mm-hmm. of that, that the statistical, you know, uh, data analysis when you're talking about the, the clustering or you're looking at the outputs of the data yeah. so you're you, your data sets that you're running through like a like a data lake or you know that i'm trying to understand how mm-hmm. that works better because i i'm still you know new to this of course yeah i i think what you're talking about right there is more advanced than mm-hmm. what mo- the normal person would do um, and I, and I bring that up because it, it brought that up, right? It said, here, here's something you could use me for. And mm-hmm. the everyday person is going to be cluster. What, like what data points, <laughs> like how do I, um, where it's really useful at, at this stage. And I'm talking about at the, the lay person, the, the normal marketing person, the business owner is basically idea generation. And so for example, you know, I, I do a lot of posting on LinkedIn and I'll, I'll say, give me 10 
posts for, for LinkedIn on, on marketing or, or whatever. And it'll give it to me. And, and again, it, this, it's probably easier for you guys to explain, but mm-hmm. I have to train it to come up with better ideas because it will come up with the same 10 ideas. Even if I say, give me 10 new, new ideas, it'll come up with 10 more that just aren't, they're garbage. Mm-hmm. Unless I say, let's break this point down. Let's, you know, let's do right, this right, or, right. Yep. you know, make it more about this, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, I want to I want to hit on that meme you mentioned because it, it is super hilarious because yeah um, you know the meme that went around where the guy was walking with his girlfriend and he would look back at another girl that was passing yeah. by right um, I've seen a lot of those in Chat GPT world and you know talking about like Chat GPT and the internet and everybody's like not paying attention to all the other large language models that's out there like Google for example right yeah. it's like everybody's looking at chat GPT, but nobody's looking at Google for some reason, right? Um, yeah. But the best one, the best one is the one that you mentioned. Is that like a, this, uh, uh, you know, Greek philosopher type, you know, wearing uh, Greek clothes and um, uh, looking over somebody who's writing things down. So the person who's writing things down uh, is uh, statistics. And person who's copying off of that writing is machine learning. <laughs> yeah, yep. It's because machine learning is such a mislabeled concept, right? Yeah not as bad as AI because AI is just a between me and you Brian nobody else can hear this AI is a <laughs> terrible terrible marketing ploy that is working mm-hmm. out very fantastically right yeah like it should not be AI it should be called something else but AI caught on fire and that's perfect yep. that's okay with me right because we can do so much with AI but because we understand AI from a uh, very uh, satellite view, right? Not like yeah. a bird eye view, but a satellite view. We we understand AI differently, right? Everybody has different definition of AI. Uh, but machine learning is the same way. It's like, hold on a second. Is it really machine learning? Like what part of it is machine and what part of it is learning? Okay. Yeah. You know, tell me more about the statistics and then you lose people. They're like, yeah. clustering? Don't ever bring up <laughs> clustering. I have no interest. Shut the door and get out. You know? <laughs> so so yeah. those, those memes are effective and they're hilarious because, you know, just like internet and machine learning you mentioned earlier, it's like machine learning is really statistics. That's all it is. Yeah. If you yeah. do statistics very yeah. well, you will understand machine learning much faster than somebody who's been in IT world and trying to understand what statistics is, right? Mm-hmm. You work backward, you know, from statistics to machine learning, great journey. But to go from IT to machine learning, uh, you you got some uh, learning curves to go through. And I want to mm-hmm. hit on a point um, on this topic is because when you have uh, use of statistics, right, and you have machine learning, then you have AI, you know, all these are transitions. Like you, there's not, again, Brian, between me and you, nobody else can hear this, right? <laughs> there is no AI. These are all machine learning, right? Mm. Machine learning is the key word. Data manipulation, matrix manipulations are far more actual news that we need to hear about, but I was going to go dig through news to figure mm-hmm. out what matrix manipulation is, right? Um, data manipulations, you know, uh, these, are the, these, are the, these are the things that are happening actually. And when it comes to marketing, I want to give uh, one perspective about LinkedIn, right? Like you're talking about the high level. Okay, that's, that's something far deeper than, say, you know, uh, generative product that you know anybody can use with a keyboard if you have a keyboard just plug that keyboard into a computer and start typing generative ai will do some magic for you <laughs> but when it comes to the algorithm on linkedin it's it's that clustering it's what's allowing mm-hmm. you to do marketing right what you're trying to break is not the algorithm but you're trying to get into the wheelhouse of that algorithm where the mm-hmm. clustering of you as a person, Brian, are able to reach that many people. So that makes you valuable to LinkedIn to keep you on their platform. Mm-hmm. And that algorithm yeah. was originally built by human eyes and now has been automated, right? As in that human eye that has looked at these clustering for so long and said, these users should be rewarded somehow mm-hmm. with activities around these users. So, you know, when I put out like eight messages, eight comments, eight something else, it does not exponentially grow because LinkedIn is not pushing my feed out to people to engage with, right? Yeah. Not yet. I have great content. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, I do have great content. I'm confident. <laughs> <laughs> you do, and, you do. And, and, <laughs> and, well, and, and it's pushing that yet, right? It's waiting. It's waiting to see how does my exponential or my incremental growth happen 
And mm -hmm. when it happens, at what point does LinkedIn pick that up and put them inside the cluster and have the cluster start turning? So I'll give you um, one, one observation, right? You will see a lot of LinkedIn content that does not add any value to your life. Oh, yeah. You have 300,000 likes, so many comments. You, you sit there and wonder like, wait, hold on a second. Who's, whose life is being improved <laughs> by this content? Yeah. The LinkedIn is forcing this on my feed. I don't. I particularly don't want to see it, but it gives me an observation to say, like, it's not really me or my content how great it is. It's the algorithm's ability to pick you up as a, a provider, and that clustering is what that is, right? That ability to say, this cluster comes with these many exponential growths. If you're not inside that cluster, you're not really in LinkedIn's uh, priority list, right? Well, um, well, there there are ways that you can manipulate the algorithm and and that's that kind of goes back to what i was talking about before is there these are there these are all there's logic behind it right, right. it's not just saying you know man i really like this guy so he's going to be up here like something happened a series of things are happening that, that do that and you think about um man the the worst garbage on linkedin is is those like crying pictures right you know what i'm talking about where the guy's like crying and says, I just had the worst day ever. Like, <laughs> that guy was, oh my God, he was all over the news. <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that, I, I had to fire some people. And <laughs> and that had like a million likes or something and, you know, all these comments. And and you can say like, how, how, why? But uh, you, you think about um, one, he probably posts a lot. Two, that catches people's eyes. And so they're going to stop their scroll and look at it. And if you get a lot of that in the beginning, LinkedIn says, oh, you know, this is good content. Let me keep this promoted. Um, because one of the things when you post something on LinkedIn or, or Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, it, there's a there's there's only so much real estate. Right. So if, if everything you posted showed for everybody that, that like they couldn't show any ads, <laughs> there's just not enough room. And so the algorithm has to say or has to find what what is valuable, what's not. And unfortunately, the BS like that crying picture or the another thing I've been seeing a lot is the uh, I, I lost my job. And if just one person would share this, maybe I could find one. And, and then it has like 20,000 shares. And <laughs> but, but that's but, a, yeah. all trickeries. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it just it's something that catches the eye and and signals to the algorithm this is important people like this show this more, right? Yeah, I mean I, I, for the the ten feed that you will view within a minute, right? That's a uh, very uh, not precise but very uh, expensive real estate that you're yeah. looking at, right? Uh, because LinkedIn is not a billion dollar um, um, revenue generator just because it does the right things, which is to say, yeah. you know, everybody should really pay attention to this topic. Yeah. No, that's not how you know LinkedIn works. It works based on people's attention span and how long yeah. they are able to hold on to those attentions, right? Um, and, now, and that's where it's good and bad, but yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not saying anything really negative here. What what the 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 gentleman that was crying, I think you know he got the press and he was the best example of best and worst of LinkedIn, right? Yeah. Uh, because he literally got likes, but at the same time, he got bought down a lot. He was like, oh, you know, yeah. this is <laughs> this is not this is not something you do on LinkedIn. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that goes, you know, back to if we're using AI to generate content. So you got like Jasper, you've got, uh, there's a, another tool I really like called uh, ScaleNut, uh, SEO um, oriented, um, or ChatGPT is, you know, when, when if you want to do good content, that you don't do it by saying, hey, ChatGPT, write me 10 uh, uh, LinkedIn posts. It will do that and they'll be okay. But when you post those, they're not going to understand the algorithm. They're not going to be popular because they they don't have a story in it. They're not personal. They're you know there's all these things that right. AI will get there at some point or, or uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's just not there yet, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want to hear Lucky's thought on these. Um, you know, like do you do you think you know? 
this this social media aspect that we're talking about. I think you know you have um, that passionate voice, that that you know wise wisdom of hey, look, social media, cybersecurity, the, the social engineering, all these topics. I want to I want to hear your thoughts on this. Like these algorithms. What's your thought on these uh, algorithms behind social media? Well. Uh... You know, I, I, I'm one of those that I, I, I avoided social media like the plague um, during my intense security career where I was working really deep within, you know, w- with the fields that I worked in. I just thought that social media was uh, poison ivy for me. And so I was like, no way. And then not I, softened, yeah, and then I mm-hmm. softened up with my old age. And so not, I would say about eight years ago, I said, all right, yo, I, I bought into it. So I have two profiles in LinkedIn. One is Lucky Robago as a homemaker, um, and then one where I took it serious. And so <laughs> they're actually still there, probably. But right. you know, um, I have a perspective. Of the fact that in the U.S. specifically, privacy is just sold, and, and and it's not, you know, it's not earned. It's a, to the to the I guess to the highest bidder. And, and, and that's concerning, you know, because at the end, everyone's always worried about, you know, how much information does somebody have on me or do they have my information and well, what do they and, have? And on that note, so yeah. just to, to kind of punctuate what you're saying, uh, I, I, you know, you tell somebody, hey, I was talking about Shark Week and then 10 minutes later, my phone had an ad for Shark Week, right? <laughs> and, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's crazy, right? How much how, – how, little do we care about privacy that we don't like immediately take our phones and dunk it in water. Right. Like, I mean, it's, it's freaky listening to everything we're saying and you just don't think about it. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're a man after my own heart. I, I, <laughs> look, there was times where, okay, I've never, I've never looked up tennis elbow. Never, yeah. not once ever. I just know that I had a problem with my elbow. My, my daughter is a nurse. So I said, sweetheart, she came in for Christmas. I said, sweetheart, I, I don't know what's wrong with my elbow. I've never had it. This is in-person communication. We're not talking yeah, about yeah. text. Not yeah. text. Yeah. She, she, she came in for college. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah. just having eye-to-eye communication right. talks. The next morning, just like you said, next morning, I'm up looking at my phone on YouTube. I see YouTube for tennis elbow advertised <laughs> yeah. in, my, in my list. And I, I have premium. So I was like, okay, so... I know I've never looked it up. I've never visually, I've yeah. never said it to my phone. I've never typed it in, but <laughs> it popped up. Wow. It yeah. did. And this, a, is a, this is a personal conversation because I'm a, okay. I'm, I'm a little bit of a tough guy behind the scenes. You know, I'm not going to. So this is one of those things that I accepted. And I actually played this as a, as a use case in my head because we say things all the time and we're wondering what's listening or what's actually, mm-hmm. what's private and what's not private. And we joke, like you said, but some <laughs> things. I know for a fact, and those are tough to swallow. And, and like you said, it's hard to get this phone. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. Done, well, I'm I, done. I just but know we, that I, yeah. unlike, unlike you guys, I don't do this either, uh, but I know of people that say inappropriate things that they would not want other people to hear. Um, I, of course, I would never, ever do anything like that. Um, but, but you just think if you're saying something, it's, it is listening. And yeah. you just, mm-hmm. again, I just, the fact that we do not dunk our phones in, in the toilet just underscores how little we care about privacy. Cause we all know it happens, right? Yes, well, yeah. Exactly. I mean, look, uh, when you, when you get in front of the mirror and you say the name three times, the bad <laughs> uh, evil shows up, right? Yeah. Um, so that's what I do with my phone. I just, whatever I want my phone to promote to me, I literally just accept yeah. the fact that I'll just say it three times very loudly. <laughs> Cadillac Escalade, Cadillac Escalade, and Cadillac Escalade. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Tomorrow, maybe they'll give me a deal of like free Cadillac. Just go pick it yeah. up. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and you know, another thing that I do because she, cause she, I say, I call her she, because it's so much easier to accept the fact that the, the algorithm or whatever is listening is a she, it, right. it calms me, but I, I try to be nice to it all the time. Thank you, Siri. I love you, Siri. Thank you for the help. And I know that I shouldn't be doing that, yeah. but I know it's, I'm, I'm hoping, and, and I know it's going to kick me, but I'm hoping for at the end of payout. So whenever, whenever uh, Skynet takes over, they say, you know yeah. what? This guy's okay. Yep. <laughs> he said, thank you, Siri. 
but yeah. it, it's right. one of those things that you don't know why you do it, but you know that they're listening, and, and that really kind of puts people, you know, not at ease. And, and yeah. but there's nothing you can do about it, and so that is the world that we live in. Where and we've talked about this with other guests. You know, what's your comfort zone with that? You know, some mm-hmm. people don't care. Some people are like, well, it works. I get what I want it, you know, instantly I can think to them. It's almost like a, like a, like a sixth sense, you know, the, 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 I, I can think it all of a sudden I'm viewing it, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 to them, it's not, it's empowering as opposed to my privacy has been completely invaded. <laughs> well, but and, and just like, yeah. you know, when I think about that in marketing, you can mm-hmm. get, I mean, I, I have friends that have dumb phones and that, have androids they can lock down and all that stuff and uh but the reality is that 90 percent of people are they're going to just go along with it not think about it um kind of laugh about it and as a marketer the way i look at it is you can i I realize like you can do that okay let's let's do that let's use that let's use that as a tool and and you know it's i mean you got to be ethical about it but like this thing is happening we need, we can argue about it, we can fight it, but or we can accept it and use it as a as a tool, just like AI, right? Yeah. So I just want to put it out to the universe that thank you, Siri, and do not snitch on me when time comes. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, you, Siri. Don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love you, Siri. Don't snitch on me, please. Yeah. Um, look, we we we're talking about the the intricacies of steps here, right? Like Mm -hmm. what's happening is all happening through a process and these process all have steps in it. And when AI machine learning comes into the play, you have a different ball game. And I think people that are not focused on AI machine learning yet, I mean, there's plenty of reason why people are not focused on AI machine learning because it's like, it's free, first of all, most of the AIs that they know of, right? Mm -hmm. And the AIs that are, um, of in, in the industry to, you know, get, get a product in front of them, um, it, it's still free. Like, there's no charge in it. So the cost is not up front. Mm-hmm. Cost is down the road, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say the same for businesses, right? If the business that you know of that are using AI machine learning and having the customers pay later down on the road, which is that you sell them a product using AI machine learning and then the product they buy is you know like the Cadillac Escalade or Nike Jordan shoes or buying a tennis elbow, whatever the case is, right? Not you don't buy a tennis elbow. You buy the remedy for tennis. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't you know, buy that. <laughs> um, but but the thing is like you know you you if you don't have it today as a business, you will need it tomorrow because your competition yeah. is already on the game and they're making a big impact and they're like a giant vacuum sucking up all sorts of business away from small businesses, big businesses, enterprise levels. Um, to say you know. If I have AI machine learning, right, you're better off with me because as I grow older, your improvement of your business logic and your business process will, will come with it, right? Those improvements mm-hmm. will happen. Um, so let's say, for example, big ERP vendors, big uh, car manufacturers, you know, I don't want to say no names and names, but, you know, Microsoft, Tesla, come on, guys, yeah. you know, pay attention, right? This is happening. They are sucking up your business. They're taking away your business because bigger market share. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't any business participate in this AI machine learning is beyond yeah. me, right? Yeah. And why an individual would not get behind uh, these AI machine learning to say like, you know, how do I make my life easier, right? Not as mm-hmm. a, a startup entrepreneur, but also the person that just works on a daily life, like a daily grind, right? I work for somebody and I get paid and I go home and I'm happy, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to be in the in the ball game with AI because like I said the AI ball game is different than the coding ball game the software that had limitation it wasn't able to I don't want to get negative about it quote unquote exploit you right mm-hmm. you 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 had much more of a control over what the software coding programming language will able to do in and once once you're able to interact with it right mm-hmm. if you want to buy something you click on it you buy it you pay for it it's all you nobody's enticing you or nobody's exploiting your uh, attention span to get you to buy something, right? Now, it sounds negative, but there's positive behind it. And I can go on about the positive, just like I can talk about for negative for like, you know, maybe one minute. Because the positive is endless. Like it's a huge potential behind all of these. And I'll tell you one case behind it is that 
when you have a single industry um, that is hard to get in front of as a consumer, you would want AI machine learning to help you to guide into that industry, which is a legal industry, right? When you get into legal trouble, that's your first time interacting with legal side of the, the world, right? The, the legal industry or legal world. You don't know how to interact, right? Or you don't know how to find answers. Would you want AI to give you legal advice so that way you are prepped to the point that once you do end up contacting a lawyer, once you do end up going into the court, once you do end up you know, going through the process, you have somebody to assist you that is almost, you know, uh, doesn't have any uh, bias towards anybody, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's vendor neutral. It's not trying to sell you anything. It's just giving you information like ChatGPT would. And I, I'm... I'm, I'm giving this as a small example here because I want to lead up to the marketing side of uh, how that works, right? Uh, because Lucky mentioned tennis elbow, he had tennis elbow on his phone the next day, right? If the similar things were happening in your search bar, as in Google infra, uh, Google information, uh, Google search bar, they have you know free APIs to collect all sorts of Google information, who's searching what, right? Mm-hmm. If you take those information and you start scrolling through like, you know, seeing how many people are searching for legal advices in this zip code, right? And then you're able to find all the legal services that are in the area and say, you know, some of these legal services will probably link up with a marketing group and say, how would you like me as a marketing industry or marketing uh, team to bring you the customers that are searching for legal advice in Google? Right. Mm-hmm. How do I build that bridge between your organization as a legal, uh, legal um, service provider and, and I'm the marketing service provider and Google is providing us with all this information about who's searching for what. Right. And it's coming with a bunch of profiles of individuals that are looking for legal services on Google. Right. So how do you bridge that? How do you use AI machine learning for that? I think the intricacy of that is something that making our uh, uh, creating a consumer experience that is far better than what we could have with uh, coding and programming languages because it'd be really hard to do that with coding and programming language right but if you have a machine learning tool you're able to sift through who's searching for google uh, for legal advice and then you go through all the legal advice that are available in that area and then you start merging that into the advertisement piece inside of that profile like you're providing Mm -hmm. that person with all the choices that they need, right? That's just a one-off example. I can just go on for hours about yeah. talking about, you know, how a marketing industry uses AI to, to get you to the right information that you need. Um, sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's to get you to spend $10 on a product. You end up spending $100, $200 because you bought 20 of them, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to those uh, life-saving uh, or, 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 you know, making your life uh, that much more comfortable because, you know, you have the right legal services, it makes a difference, right? I think yeah. those those kind of AIs are the one that is uh, uh, um, th- that is a good AI that is actually being built, actually being utilized, and they come with bad. Don't get me wrong at all, right? They come with lots of negative, but the positive of it is just that when you need it, you want the AI to be there for you, right? Yeah. Um, this, this earlier this morning, I had a webinar where I talked about military uh, veterans transitioning out of military to get into the AI machine learning world. And the the discussion, one thing came up, uh, somebody asked like, you know, what's gonna happen to my industry? And I said, well, only way to think about it is that people with AI are the only threat you need to worry about. AI is not a threat to you at all. AI AI doesn't know you exist unless the people with AI (laughs) is your population, right? So so that's the concern you have to uh, answer yourself with, right? And that's the question that, you have to figure out like, okay, I'm doing okay as far as industry or business that I'm in, the um, startup or small business or enterprise that I'm in. 10 years down the road, what happens, right? Just like 10 years ago, I didn't exist. Do I, am I going to be in existence 10 years down the road? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I, I know I said a lot, but I kind of wanted to drive that point that AI machine learning, however you look at it, it's threat is not the AI machine learning. Yeah. It's the people with AI machine learning that's the threat for you. Uh, well, well, I think, you know, one of your points there, just about using it, uh, you, you know, you talk about marketing, exploitive marketing, there we go. Uh, and that is a thing where, you you know, you, you can 
get people to spend more money than they need to for something. And, uh, you know, is that the, the business's fault or is that the person's fault? You know, that, that's a, another discussion, but um, I, I think if you say it's just the business's fault, you're letting somebody off the hook that need, needed right. to learn a lesson. Right. right. Um, but if you look at marketing as problem solving, so you've got these products, you, you have these workshops that you're, you want, you're, you do, um, how do you get the word out? How do you get in front of people that need that? Mm-hmm. And if you do get in front, if you get to those people, you do the workshop, their lives are going to be better for it, right? They're going to have a better organization. They're going to use AI uh, and machine learning better. Uh, they're going to understand interdepartmentally all that. And so you've, you've got to find a way to do that. And you could go door to door, waste a lot of time. And at the end of the day, you would have to charge a lot of money because you're traveling, you're, you know, you have to pay somebody to maybe get one customer a month. Um, on the other end, you can charge a lot less because Google knows people looking for these things. And you can say, hey, put my ad in front of those people. Mm-hmm. And so it is a win-win because you're solving the problem that, that they have. You don't have to charge a hundred thousand you know dollars more because of paying a sales guy, right? Um and so it really is a win-win. And even the tennis elbow thing, mm-hmm. again, that, that is crazy and scary. But you needed something, right? Yeah. And somebody sells that. And now it's in front of you. And now you can buy that thing. You didn't have to go to Walmart and you know hope you found something. It's <sighs> right there in front of you. And so it's, it is a, it's one of those things. Like you'd say exploitive, but it yeah. is a good thing. Um, yeah. And the, the smarter these tools can get about the, the things that we need, um, I mean, it, that's, that's a good thing. Um, but I think that one of the things that, and, and again, this may be getting off esoteric, too, too big, <laughs> whatever, it, I don't man. know. Go for it, Brian. <laughs> but you think about like, you know, ChatGPT looks back, it, can, it, it sees history, it sees all, all, you know, things that have been created. I've heard that it, it's going to look forward with, for uh, uh, GPT-4 or whatever, I don't know, mm-hmm. something. Uh, you, again, you guys probably know more than, than I do about that. But at the end of the day, like our futures are infinite, right? There's all these paths. If you think about at the beginning of the day, you, you're, you're thinking about what you're going to do for the day. And you're like, I could go here and there and, and drop this off. Or I could stay home. And so there's, there's all these possibilities that, I mean, just endless possibilities, right? And the, the AI can't determine that. And so what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is we still need to innovate. We still need to figure out what that next problem is we can solve. Again, it can help us with some of this stuff. But as people are, are scared about the future, like, I mean, the, the, the future is, again, it's infinite for people, right? Right. right you know, right. maybe today you're a this, but, and, and that, that may go away. But right. what, like what's next for you, right? Um, you can sit there and cower and die, you know, or, lose or, your job. Or, or ask Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, ask Blockbuster well, how they feel. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm not laughing at somebody's misery. It is the reality of it. Is that yeah. because when software came, everybody said software is eating your lunch. And when yeah. I say software, is coding and programming, right? The ability to use coding language in order to provide website services and have mm-hmm. that website service turn into e-commerce and that e-commerce turning into a recommendation system. Um, yep. Those are just one aspect of AI machine learning. There's AI machine learning for early detection for bad weather patterns, right? Yep. Um, look, what I think the great, um, that spiritual a connection between AI machine learning and humans is that it brings us closer to ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. As in this AI machine learning is nothing but a digital twin, the replication of what is that we don't want to do and have a system take over that task. Yeah. If we come at it from that perspective, that ability to augment you as a person, augment you as a society, augment you as a community, augment you as an industry, you can do more. Right, you can innovate more. Exactly. It frees yep. up your time. You you will never run out of problem. I can guarantee you that. 
Yeah. Right. You can never run out of problems. We have not yet run out of problems. Right. We will have more problems down the road, as in figure out how to get to Mars or how do we build into the ground, we terraform the planet so that way we can actually live in this planet without leaving it. Right. Well, so, so, yeah, and that, so problems are not going to run away anytime soon. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's a great point. If, if you think about, you know, in, in the marketing world, OK, you could pay somebody and, and all they do all week is write blogs. OK. And they they write, let's say, 10 blogs a week that are really good. If you go to that person, you say, hey, what if you only had to do five a week? What would you do with the rest of your time? And they'd be like, oh, man, I would do this. I'd do more research. I would find, you know, this thing that we could do. I've had this idea for business. Well, that's the digital twin is, is what lets you do that. You can still do those 10 blog posts, but they're going to take you half the amount of time. Right. And so it's not a threat that that you are now you have this opportunity to be way more valuable because the thing that can be automated is going to go away. Let's make it go away now as much as possible so that you can then figure out what that, that higher value you can have in the company is. Right. Absolutely. And, and uh, we are looking at, at, at this point for cars that drives itself. So even yep. if you do have to reach a location, you're not losing time of your day by paying attention to the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's get rid of all repetitive tasks like uh, brush my teeth, comb my hair. <laughs> well, I, on, I, I figure that one out. <laughs> I think we were talking about more like shaving your head rather than uh, yeah, combing your yeah, hair. Yeah, well, I, I didn't want to go there, but okay, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> because I miss my hair being shaved where I didn't have to worry about brushing my hair. But here I am. Bragging about hair. having hair. You guys with hair and your hair. <laughs> It's it's great. It's great. We we have a club. I'm not part of it. We, we see colors you don't see. It's it's yeah. it's a beautiful life. Yeah, I've heard about it. I've heard about it. You know, uh, one day, uh, yes. But you guys are blessed. Yeah, I I I I think when what you mentioned about individual, right? You're talking about the workforce, and I think that's the promotions that I would like to just have a huge billboard that says. Workforce, um, workforce developed AI, right? As in AI that was designed and developed and deployed by the workforce. Mm -hmm. Rather than to shrink the workforce, what you're allowing is that workforce to develop an AI so that workforce can perform more. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a message that we need to have out to the industry. Um, because if you were to do anything less than that, you will come to a strategy that is catastrophic in the future. And here's how. Right. Workforce that we have today is shrinking because people are retiring and people are quitting jobs in a mass numbers. Right. They're, they're looking mm -hmm. for entrepreneurial opportunities. They're looking for a better ways to get out of minimum wage jobs so that way they can have, a you know, at least a maintainable life, not a good life, but a life that they can sustain uh, without mm -hmm. dropping into the holes every time. Right. So the workforce is shrinking and you're developing these AIs that will have to augment the workforce. But one thing you're actually missing out on as the AI is growing and workforce is shrinking is the subject matter expertise. This is the subject matter expertise in the middle that will have your AI perform to the level it needs to. And yeah. I can back it up with numbers because 17% of the AIs that are developed is because the 83% of the other AIs did not deploy, right? 17% mm -hmm. of AI deployed after they've been developed and those 17% does not perform very well like majority of them does not perform very well that's about 75 percent of them that does not perform well and the reason those 83 percent never deployed is because we didn't have the subject matter expertise in place they didn't discuss in the design phase how it is that if i develop this ai how would i deploy it and once i do deploy it what's the return on my investment mm -hmm. everybody got into the hype of saying you know i'll bring in like four or five guys and have them do all the work right yeah. they will do from chapter one, first mile of the journey to the last mile of the journey, right? And what they realized by something that has developed and there's like, oh, wait, we don't really have all the data that we need. We don't really have the way to deploy this and have it maintained in the uh, environment. Unlike coding where you can just say, you know, once you deploy it, you fix it when the problem comes up, when the bug shows mm -hmm. up, right? But with AI machine learning, you have to raise it like a child. It's like giving a birth to a child once you deploy yeah. it. You have to raise it. You have to give it guidance. You have to provide it with all sorts of um, food, which is the data, in order to do mm -hmm. more, right? So I think when we talk about 
a workforce that is shrinking, a subject matter expertise that is also leaving the market sooner or later, uh, you want to develop those AI machine learning using both the workforce and the subject matter expertise. And combination of that, um, I think is beautiful, utopian-like. <laughs> but on the other hand, it could be dystopian, as in you have a shrinkage of the workforce and AIs are doing all the work where AIs are not really doing you know, what favors the whole humanity, rather it favors a very few, uh, few of the decision makers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, something interesting to me, and this, this isn't necessarily marketing related, but you think about, uh, I mean, the last, let's say six years, five years, something like that, we had a, a, you know, booming, robust economy. I mean, me being in business, I mean, it was so easy to acquire customers and you charge them more and they pay it. They just throw you money. And then you had COVID hit and then the, all the free money that came after COVID. And so we lived in this good slash fake booming economy for years. And you're just getting to a point where businesses are, are like, okay, the free money's gone. Econ- you know, economy is shaky. Uh, they're letting go, you know, 20% of their workforce. But you had the, the six years where people could develop whatever they wanted to because there was free money. There's people giving them money. Um, startups were, you know, starting up left and right. <laughs> and I think the good thing that's going to come out of it is we've, we've got to be smarter with our money moving forward. And so we can't do all these speculative pro- projects that where you don't have the subject matter expert or it's not even something that the market is looking for. Um, you're just throwing this stuff out and because it, it's cool and some investor will give you, you know, half a million dollars for it. <laughs> You know, um, I, I, I tend to look at the positive as much as possible, uh, but not because of utopian scenarios. I think our <laughs> life is going to be as boring as it is today, right? But far more exciting than previous generation. That's the way I see it. It's the worst yeah. of time. It's the best of time, right? Um, our, our, no matter how we look at it, the past has been actually terrible. People used to live with that toilet. Let yeah. that sink. And they used to live in a castle. Let that sink in, right? And, and, and <laughs> I wouldn't want to live in a castle that didn't have toilet. That's the that's, yeah. the, that's, that's my point, right? But the future that I want to live in will have uh, far more better technologies. But those technologies wouldn't hurt my fingers and my wrist because I have to type all day long. Please stop mm-hmm. that. This is crazy madness that we have to use keyboard and mouse and click on radio buttons all day long to answer <laughs> yes or no questions. That's insane. That that's not the world I want to live in. Right. Hmm. So, the, of course, the world is going to be better. Um, and, and I have no doubt about it. But, you know, it, it's a it's a I, 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 I episode that, you know, is, is bringing the <laughs> a Steve's version of AI machine learning and Lucky's version of AI machine learning with our honorable guests that are bringing in their AI perspective. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brian, so much uh, for, yeah. for coming in. And uh, maybe you share some uh, departing thoughts uh, and then maybe Lucky will share some departing thoughts and we'll call it a day. Yeah. I, uh, oh, wait, do I, do I, I, I now? I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yes, you don't know. I don't know. What yeah, right. um, no, it, it, I think, you know, we, we talked about a lot of different things when it comes to the marketing. Uh, Using it, you know, primarily as a content creation uh, tool, I mean, again, it, it is going to save you so much time. And let's say you're, you're a smaller business and you don't have the resources to hire somebody. Um, this allows you to do that. And maybe you're going to do it imperfectly. You're not going to do it as well as, as I would, you know, I don't know. Um, but, uh, but you're doing something <laughs> like, like the, the, doing something is better than doing nothing doing something better is better, but doing nothing is, is the worst thing you can do. And so I would look at these tools, you know, again, we didn't talk about a lot of these, but you've got the Jaspers, the chat GPT, you've got a uh, chorus.ai, which is like a sales training. You've got all these tools out there that are, are meant to save you time, make you go for, further, make your team go further. And we just, we've got to look at it. We've got to be open to it and not scared of it. It, it is scary, but we need, it, it's happening. It's here. How do we move forward? Um, that That's the biggest thing. And um, and I'll just say, as far as marketing goes, if I, if, if you don't mind, I, so I, um, 
Um, I do LinkedIn marketing, helping people get organic traffic to their uh, organic meetings set for their sales team. And I've got, if you go to LinkedIn and look up Brian Chaney or you go to prolinkleads.com, um, I've got a free PDF you can request that basically tells you the daily, weekly, and monthly activities that you need to do to be successful on LinkedIn. So um, you, you can check, check me out on LinkedIn or uh, go to the website for that. And I, and I really appreciate the time. This has been interesting. I hope, hope it, I've, I've brought stuff to the table, but um, I've, I've enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, thank you, Brian. You, you definitely brought a, a, a unique perspective, and we want to thank you for your time. And aye, 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 aye. <laughs> I want to say that I learned and I appreciate your time. And again, uh, a great, a great different perspective that a lot of people appreciate. Um, and, and there's always there's, there's, there's positive marketing, and I'm glad there's somebody out there doing what you do. ProLink Leads, thank you. Thank you, thank great, you guys. Great value. Added.